Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun filled Friday edition of Sega City Sports. We're live at 11 Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown here. That's me, and you're not. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch all the five live shows throughout the week. Yeah, but to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find Sports on Chicago once again on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports? You can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are, on a ver- we are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? It's W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, that's War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions on our any of our topics that we're going to cover during today's show, including our two-hour extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Like, you know, we'll get them up on the screen for you. But you decide to troll. In order to do something stupid, I've given Lakina full boat to give you fools to build and be a boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we get started, we must remind you that you can now also catch Sports Zone Chicago also on Roku TV. That's right. You can catch Sports Zone Chicago on your Roku television. Get with the program and celebrate with the squad. Sports Zone Chicago is now officially on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just click on the sports folder and download Sports on Chicago that way. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. I know you have a streaming device or two laying around. Your iPad, iPad, iTouch, iPhone, Chromebook, like I'm using right now, or your laptop or your personal PC. Mm-hmm. Just download that Roku TV app and you go to the sports section and download Sports on Chicago that way. So there's no more excuses, folks. So make sure you can catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV live and on demand. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And make sure you guys, with all of us 
football season coming up. It's a perfect time. It's super, it's free. It's easy. It's simple. Yes. So just free, free, right free. It. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> can't, can't express that enough. All right, Sid. Let's. Uh, we got a busy uh, show. Uh, you know, today we got Jeff Lloyd from the Locked On Browns podcast. He'll be joining us at the top of the hour at one to preview the AFC North and all the Browns uh, happenings and whatnot. We'll also be talking about Week Zero in college football. Yep, college football is about to start, folks. It kind yeah. of just snuck up. I think a lot of folks. But we're gonna give. But we're gonna start off by talking some uh, Bears NFL with the. You know, week three of the preseason is commencing, and Sid, I, you know what? You got Tevin Jenkins uh, switching positions. You might be better at that. I know some people want to kind of start to want to change their expectations and such when it comes to the Bears. What about you? Because I, I think I'm keeping my my thing low, like you know, seven to nine. I think that will probably end up winning that, you know, that much. And you know, what what do you think? Well, what I'm looking forward to for the game between the Bears and the Browns tomorrow in the preseason finale is who's going to separate themselves. Uh, who's going to who's going to be separate themselves from the men for the boys? And first, how are the starters going to look? Because head coach Matt Eberflus said that the most of the starters that are available to play for the Bears they're going to see between 25 and 30 snaps. So that's the majority of the first half. I want to see how Justin Fields has progressed uh, throughout this preseason. You could do a whole lot in practice, but uh, it doesn't translate in, into games until you actually go out and, and do it in an actual game. So I want to see how Justin Fields progress. I want to see how the offensive line gels because you you know as well as I do, Lakina, offensive lines take time with the signals, with the with uh, with the play calling, with the protection schemes and things along that line. I want to see how that unit uh, uh, operates, not just the running game, but in the passing game as well. On the defensive side, I know there's a few injuries. Uh, that's lurking around this Bears defense. I know they looked good so far throughout this preseason. In particular, the second and third stringers will be uh, keep uh, keeping uh, the, this team with that energy afloat. And you can credit the head coach for that. I want to see how they fly uh, fly around and they continue to uh, keep up that energy. So this is a really a, lo- a lot to look forward to tomorrow night's preseason game. Like you said, Lakina, there's no more four preseason game schedules. It's down to three for the second year in a row. This is going to be permanent now, so people got to get used to it. So uh, for the Bears, I want to see how the first team uh, defense and the first team offense looks. That's going to be key. You know, I think you're going you're going to know what you're going to get for your backups, but this is definitely the dress rehearsal for the starters. I think this is going to go a long way to see what we're going to see in a couple of weeks against the 49ers on September 11th. I think for me, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, is all this more, okay. We we're seeing guys that are okay. Yeah. It's great to see the second stringers and the third stringers and stuff, but we need to see how the first stringers are. We haven't really seen it because they had a short week last week. They had to go across country to Seattle. So we really don't, I mean, you can hear what, uh, what guy, what folks are saying, folks who cover a team like, Hey, you know, fields, you know, pass this, this guy, or he had a threw a better reception, you know, the defense and such, you know, this guy looks good on the O-line. This guy looks better on a, on a D-line. And let's remember, too, Roquan being there now. It'll be interesting to see how, how motivated he is because, of course, they he he cut off uh, the contract negotiation. So he says he's going to bet on himself. So we'll see how he's going to look. So, yeah, it's sort of one of those things where I'm going to keep my expectations, as I've been saying, because I've seen some folks say, well, they can win 10 games. I, I mean, look. Could they? Sure. Will they? That's a whole totally different story. I mean, we don't know how this, we still haven't seen a lot from this offense yet. We haven't still, you know, we don't know how the defense is going to look. You know, defense had a lot of injuries. So I just don't, 
I, I, I'm keeping my expectations low. I know people want to kind of, I've seen like certain, you know, Chicago media people want to say, oh, they're going to, you know, 10, 11, you know, wins, they're going to win the division and such. But I, I think people need to kind of just tame their expectations a little bit. I mean, I know people want to compare this team to what happened with Philadelphia last year. They kind of came out of nowhere and they started and they got into the playoffs you know, with nine wins. So I'm like, okay, yeah, could that happen with the Bears? Sure. Will it? I mean, that's a whole different story because I would argue that Philly squad is actually a little bit more talented than this Bears squad. So that's just me. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more, Lakina. Of course, we'll give our official predictions uh, during our show next Friday and before this is the last week before the regular season starts. And here's the thing for the Bears. As I said on Monday, as I said last week at, following the Seattle game, we're starting to see early signs of the Matt Eflus era. Well, we haven't seen a finished product yet. Of course, there are going to be uh, roster cuts to fit the 53-man roster coming up around this time next week. Of course, you're not going to see the championship uh, core players on this team. Not all of them are here yet, so you're going to wait at least another year. So, like you said, could the Bears surprise some people? Sure, but I'm not hopping on the bandwagon yet. I know I accused you of calling you calling you negative Nancy the last couple of shows, but even I also say you can attest me. Uh, you can attest to this. Uh, I'm enjoying the moment for the moment, but there's still a long way to go. And tomorrow night is just another step in that process. Now, like you said, could could they surprise the people? Sure, but we started to see early signs, Lakina. We 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 don't even know how this team is going to look on opening day. Uh, they could cut a couple of people that may play well tomorrow that should be on the team a couple of weeks from now. We just don't know. So tomorrow night is going to be another stepping stone. And I think that's going to be the thing. Like I said, will 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 we see more of those you know plays? You know those plays that they're talking about. Will we see more of that? You know, sort of like you know, we'll see if it are, look if Fields has a bad game. Is that going to be a limit test of what's what's going to look like during the season? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I think people need to kind of just keep their expectations sort of leveled and just look. This team's not going to be very good. I think people need to be mentally prepared for that. And I, I'm thinking that look, could I, I heard some people say I heard like somebody said, well, this is they're going to be a top five defense. Well, well, well where? I mean, we know, look, we know Robert Quinn. I mean, look, but he's getting up there in age. You know, Roquan, I know, yeah, he'll be extra motivated, sure. But you really don't have too much, you know, with anybody else. Jalen Johnson, you know, when when healthy, he's one of the, you know, he's a really good uh, secondary guy. But, again, mm-hmm. we just don't we just don't know. And I think that's going to be the thing. But, uh, but like I said, we'll see. I think, like I said, I, when, when we get to our predictions, I'm keeping my expectations low. I'm going to keep my, uh, my record of what it is, so. You're listening to Second City Sports, uh, the Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in the living color. Sid Lakina here with you talking Bears in NFL preseason week three. Just a couple of notes to wrap up on the Bears side of the conversation, Lakina. As far as the defense is concerned, I think it's going to be better than what people expect. Like you said, you have a few playmakers, but uh, who's going to be the unsung hero of this defense? We just don't know. Ja- Jaquan Brisker. It looks like he'll, he, even though he has a thumb injury, it looks like he'll be ready for week one. But I told you, uh, I, I like the way that young man has played in limited action in the preseason so far. What kind of year Eddie Jackson is going to have? Is he going to, first of all, is he going to play tomorrow night? If so, how's he go, going to look? So there's still more questions than answers. And I know people want to see change quickly around the NFL. Yes, things have to go your way. But folks, this is just a start of hopefully something big. But right now, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to you and say there there's playoffs in your future. Now, could, when we do our shows in December, could we tell you that we were wrong? Of course, I'll be happy to come on and say I was wrong. But right now, you, 
I know we're, uh, as Bears fans, as uh, Chicago sports fans, we don't consistently see uh, ch winning championship teams every year or every other year. But championship teams don't look like this, Lakina. You know this. When you're rebuilding, this is what it looks like, and that's what the Bears are going through right now. And I think people need to remember that now going into the rest of the NFL. I mean, if you saw a little bit of, yes, I saw a little bit of that um, Houston, San Francisco uh, game. I mean, look, okay. Yeah. Houston, you know, shout out San Francisco, you know, Trey Lance, they only played like one series. He looked okay. Seven of 11 for 49 yards and such. I mean, like I said, they did. You didn't see a lot with a lot of because usually, like sometimes the third preseason game, you may see the stars a lot, but you may not. So it really depends on it. But yeah, I, I think look, Trey Lance. I mean, look, he's you know, the Bears going to be facing him on, in Week One, and I think this is going to be very interesting to see how this team, how this approach comes. Sure, you know, Lance probably has a lot. He has a lot to prove now. You know, the team is, is his now. So I'm going to be interested to see how that looks once we get closer and closer. Yeah, and also too that 49ers defense is is still good. And you know, they're gonna have something under Justin Fields sleeve in a couple of weeks when they travel to the Lake One to take on the Bears. But I'm sure San Francisco, I know you watched, it, I didn't get a chance to watch it last night, but I'm sure San Francisco ran some basic plays. And as we say all the time, Lakina, and Luke Canell has actually reminded us, you know, when he was on the Dean Davis show a few years ago, your uh, your first three opponents that you play, you're not gonna show anything exotic going film. And I'm assuming that San Francisco did it, did it safely last night. You said Trey Lance only played one series. You know they're going to have some surprises up the Bears' sleeves, especially for that defense, uh, especially if some people expected that the Bears' defense to be at least a, in the top half in the NFL. We'll see about that. But, you know, San Francisco is going to have something up. Their offense is going to have something up the um, Bears' defense's sleeves. Absolutely. So we'll see. Well, let's say we'll get more into it with, um, you know, when we get closer and closer to week one now. Uh, the Packers and the Chiefs, you know, played, uh, that, that was the first game to premiere on Amazon Prime. I don't know if a lot of you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll recap a little bit of that in just a second, but you know, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Chiefs did a really nice, uh, thing here. Uh, Lynn Dawson, who won a couple of Super Bowls with the Chiefs way back when passed away earlier this week, they actually did the, uh, the choir huddle. If you guys remember, you guys didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, Pat Mahomes sort of led it with the rest of the, the offense. You know, that little choir huddle that the Chiefs were known for got into the Hall of Fame in 87 with the sixth AFL All-Star Games. Remember, he played in the AFL before that. Uh, mm -hmm. One Pro Bowl, you know, passed for over 28,000 yards. Also, two uh, was an analyst for CBS and NBC. And, of course, you're probably one of the most famous calls for me was uh, this was before we were born. You know, I think you might have been a little bit. You were probably just like a baby, Sid, but uh, – you know, the, uh, the miracle at the Mets, you know, at the old uh, Metropolitan Stadium over in, just outside uh, Minneapolis for that Browns-Minnesota uh, game. Of course, they yeah. don't marry that the time of Kramer pass over to Ahmad Rashad. That was probably, you know, he said, you're kidding after, you know, uh, Rashad caught, Ahmad, uh, caught that touch <laughs> caught that touchdown yeah. pass. Yeah, I saw that so, on film, yeah. Yeah, I saw that on YouTube uh, recently. And uh, just, a, just a really solid player, was a great analyst, you know, sort of like kind of, you know, broke that mold. And, you know, they were the ones along that just sort of helped kind of show that the AFL, they actually have some talented guys that was part of what ended up happening with the merger with the NFL and the NFL. AFL and the NFL, I should say. Yeah. And also, too, I remember Lynn Dawson uh, growing up as a child, as a teenager, 
uh, watch him on the old H- HBO's Inside the NFL. I know mm-hmm. it's on Paramount Plus now before people yell at me. But I remember watching him, and of course now the late um, Nick Bonacani, who passed away uh, tragically a couple years ago. It was those two, Chris Collinsworth, and I know Jerry Glanville came on in the 90s, uh, but uh, he, he was great on there too. I know he was a sports cancer at Kansas City. I know he did the Chiefs games on radio for many years. Uh, with uh, along with Mitch Holtis, who's still doing it now, one of the great voices in the NFL. And so he, he was a very insightful guy. And I learned about his career watching those old NFL films episodes. And uh, did you know that his old coach who passed away several years ago, Hank Stram, he was the Hank very Stram, first yeah. head coach, Hank Stram, to uh, get mic'd up uh, as a, yep. he turned yep. out to be the first mm-hmm. uh, Super Bowl winning coach to get mic'd up for an entire game when they beat Minnesota. Yeah, that, yeah, and we saw that. Yeah, you know, what the hell? Well, you know, it's sort of one of those things. Yeah, he actually did it in a way that you know he didn't swear, so that was kind of like you know one of those things. I mean, between you know Dawson and Willie Lanier and a lot of those those players on those early seventies, mm-hmm. late sixties, early seventies Chiefs teams. So just you know, kind of like you know, let like I said, let the Chargers kind of merging with the NFL and the AFL, showing folks that <laughs> hey, you know, you know, they actually won the won the very first Super Bowl. So kind of very cool how how the, the Chiefs honored him. I'm sure they're going to do that throughout the season. So just want to uh, give a shout out to that and, you know, rest in peace mm-hmm. to Mr. Dawson, you know, and such. But, uh, you know, what, what what also caught your eye in the NFL this week? Uh, that Rams and <laughs> Bengals mm. training camp fight, Lakina. Mm. I understand mm. fights are going to happen between teammates. We understand there's pushing and shoving, but we had to stop practice twice. And uh, uh, helmets are coming off, and uh, in, in just stuff that crosses the line. If you're the NFL, I know it looks like we may have joint practices in the future to replace these preseason games eventually. But mm-hmm. if you're still going to have these joint practices, you're going to have to have to have some res- restrictive rules because what happened yesterday just cannot happen. I know Aaron Donald of the Rams got involved; in, he was involved in it as well. Uh, Lakina, I know things get testy uh, um, uh, among the linemen, and, and and that's the way football is played. But when you cross the line and you had to stop practice twice, there's something wrong there, obviously. Well, it's sort of one of those things where, look, I think well, things happen and you know, things get a little testy. And then, such, I don't know who thought that having these two teams play each other would be a good idea, you know, practicing with each other, would, it was a good idea, especially after what happened with the Super Bowl. But again, I digress. But, uh, Right. As for this, you know, this whole thing about you know people say, oh, should Aaron Donald get fined? I mean, look, this isn't the NFL's jurisdiction. I think because of the fact these prices are run by the teams and not the NFL, mm-hmm. these aren't games and such. It'd be a different story if this happened during a game. I know people want to compare the Miles Garrett situation, but that happened during the game. This happened at practice. I'm Which sure is much less- worse. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I'm sure Les Snead's going to have a nice little talk with him. I'm sure they're going to find him. I'm sure he'll they'll make him apologize and whatnot. And it'll keep it moving. People trying to make it a big issue. The NFL is not going to do anything. This isn't their jurisdiction. So I know people want to make a you know, bitch and moan because of some other stuff that happened. But you can't compare differences. You can't compare the situation. You just can't. So no. with mm-hmm. the with these you know, open practices and such. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll give it a rundown on the schedule for week three of the NFL preseason um, before we break for the bottom of the hour. Of course, uh, the Bears and the Browns will do battle in the dog pound tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I know you can watch that game nationally on NFL Network locally here in Chicago on Fox 32. Remember, Fox 32 locally will now bro- will not broadcast Fox Saturday Night Baseball, so it will be mm-hmm. replaced by the Chicago Bears. So make a note of that. Uh, the rest of the schedule looks like this tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, the Jaguars are at the Falcons at 2 o'clock. That's live on NFL Network. Uh, 
up following that game at five o'clock will be the Rams and Bengals. I'll, yeah, I think it's safe to say there'll be no scrimmages in that one. There'll be a bunch of backups trying to make the team of the practice squads in, in, in that game. Of course, uh, continuing with the Saturday schedule, you have the Cardinals at the Titans, the Eagles at the Dolphins, the Washington Commanders at Baltimore. You have the Buccaneers at the Colts. Tom Brady will start that one tomorrow. And you have Minnesota at Denver. They'll be live on NFL Network at 8 p.m. And then, of course, two games on uh, two games on Sunday. Uh, at noon, you'll have the Giants and the Jets. Um, they'll be on NFL Network. And then, of course, on CBS on Sunday at 3.30 p.m., you'll have Detroit at Pittsburgh. All right. So that's your last week on NFL. I'm sure you'll – I guess it depends on which games you're going to be watching. I mean, you're, gonna, you're probably going to have some guys that are going to be you – know, you might see the stars for like maybe a quarter or maybe like half a quarter mm-hmm. and such. You may see like all backups and guys trying to make the team. So I think this is sort of like the time of year where – this is why they only do three is because of the fact that, you know, this is more for the guys that are they're trying to make the team. So we're going to take a really quick break and we're going to, you know, and you know, Sid, Sid did, I want to do baseball first, but Sid wanted to, you know, didn't want to get his blood pressure up because of the Sox. Uh, <laughs> yesterday. But, uh, you know, they lose their series against the Orioles, a, diff, a big opportunity to try to make up some ground. The Cubs lose an opportunity to try to win their series against the Cardinals. And it was some other stuff too, you know, like weekend games, including some big series coming up this week. Lots to do still on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee will be talking some baseball right after this. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys, while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Reese's.
Welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Living Color on a Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and then Kina's Grim McGee on the IG. And we have less than 90 minutes of this extravagance. We left, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us? You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And don't forget, you can also now catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. Lakina, let's talk about baseball. We'll start out with those sad ass Chicago White Sox. They're now 63 and 62 on the year. Losing two or three to the Baltimore Orioles, including a heartbreaker last night, 43 and 11 innings, th- thanks to Anthony Santander and Kyle Stowers uh, tying the game with his first career home run in the ninth inning. But before then, Lakina, Adam Engel playing left field in, a, in place of Eloy Jimenez. It was an old two pitch. Liam Hendricks looks like he was going to get a rare one, two, three ninth. And guess what happened? He pulled the Brand Brown. For those yeah, of you who don't the- know, Brand Brown was an outfielder. For the he Cubs dropped in the ball. Exactly. He dropped the ball. He dropped the yeah. ball as they as the fans say. So yeah, he dropped the ball as Ron the late yeah. great Ron Santos said. Yeah. Uh, in that game, and uh, look, I think again this was a missed opportunity for the White Sox and such. You know, because Cleveland didn't play yesterday. I, you know, it, it's one of those things where you. It, it's sort of like I, I I don't know. I mean, this is sort of like. I know people were debating on Twitter. Was this one of the worst loss of the season for the uh, White Sox? I mean. There have been some bad losses. <laughs> this is definitely right there in the team picture. I mean, you yes, give up a, team uh, can I give you? Can I give yeah, you Baltimore when they were here in June? Can I give you Texas, especially that Saturday game when they uh, the first time they fired fired Tony? Can I give you that? <laughs> well, can I mean, give you the look, Yankees game here in Chicago back in May? Go on. Well, I mean, well, I mean, Stowers, uh, of course, that was his first home run. It was a He's the first Oriole to do that, you know, a game tire in the ninth or later. Says you, you got to go all the way back to 1973 with Rick Rich Coggins. So, uh, what? And I'm sure once and when uh, Hendricks, you know, first you know pitched that ball to Sowers and then he, Sowers hit it. You knew he was, you knew that that he knew that was gone. So that was another thing. And then you know, mm-hmm. and the angle drop and to other things. I, I mean, look, this is sort. Of, this is again, we've been having this conversation for the last four months. This is a microcosm of the White Sox season. Whether it's not hitting, not taking advantage of hits, or not not you know being more aggressive, you know fielding errors, mm-hmm. dropping balls, simple sack flies, this is sort of like a microcosm of what this season is for the White Sox. And uh, you know our buddy Sean Davis uh, put it out on Twitter. He, he retweeted a tweet from last night. He said, "Don't give the White Sox your energy." Okay, that's what I'm okay Bye with me. I'm not doing it because I'm. Look, it's always something. Whether it's injuries, whether it's all this other stuff that happened, that whole game was sort of like a just a just a little little taste of what it's been for all season for the White Sox. After all this looking as you mentioned, Cleveland and Minnesota both lost yesterday. You didn't gain ground. They're technically still in this thing, Lakeen. That's what's so uh, mind-boggling about this. But we'll see what happens. Does the White Sox have the, nine, the next nine games on the South side? We'll see what happens. You have Arizona this weekend. You have Kansas City uh, next Tuesday, and then you have Minnesota. Uh, next weekend for Labor Day weekend. But going back to yesterday's game, I told you Lance Lynn need to have a uh, Jose Contreras type second half. Is outside that bad start against Oakland 
uh, uh, early in the second half of the season. He's actually been pitching pretty well. He had a good, he had a very good game last night. If it wasn't for that Adam Engel miscatch, he would have gotten the win. Lance Lynn d- did not deserve a loss last night. Uh, you saw in his last start against Cleveland, of course, the bullpen uh, gave it up in that start against Tristan uh, mm-hmm. McKenzie at Cleveland last Friday. So Lance Lynn has been pitching pretty well in the second half of the White Sox, but once again, something that he cannot control uh, has let him down. Now, the only victory that the White Sox got in this series against Baltimore, 12 hits, Lakina. That's what we expect this team to do, but it's all single singles. I know many people are upset with this, including yours truly, but as I we said before, and I said it first, we have a team that spills station to station. This is what happens. And whatever the uh, hitting approach is, it's not working. But even they told this team like they did last year to hit home runs. When you don't hit home runs, you hit singles. This is what happens when you have a station to station team. Well, it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like they go, they don't take advantage of those singles. And, you know, someone making jokes about singles night. Well, you know what? This team does not deserve to make the playoffs. They don't. I said what I said. I'm going to put it out there, too. I don't want you know, this this team. Yes, I know Tim Anderson will be back in a couple of weeks and such. I know I know the Cleveland lost uh, their opener against the Mariners. And such. The Twins lost, too. They've lost six in a row. You're four games back. You're still in it. Okay, yippee, whatever. You play a, a Diamondbacks team that's, that's you know, not very good. You, know, you should be able to gain ground. But, look, we know how this mm-hmm. team does against, you know, <laughs> teams that are not they're very good. So it, it's sort of like – I, I'm tired of having this conversation. I really am. I don't want to talk about this. I want to move on because I am sick of it. I'm not like like Carmen DeFalco said on ESPN, ESPN 1000 yesterday. Don't give them your energy. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm done with this team until you prove me otherwise. I want to move on. Let's talk about the Cubs because, unfortunately, the Cubs lost a chance to uh, win their series. You know, they they, they, went, they went two of the five games because one of them was a makeup game. But mm-hmm. – Unfortunately, they did not. You know, Strowman had a nice outing, but just that the hitting just didn't show up for the Cubs. You mm-hmm. know, yesterday, you know, they lost eight to three and and whatnot. But uh, I think look, I think the Cubs are kind of short. There are fifty four right now. The Cubs are, and the Cubs have shown that they're actually they're actually a a, a a good team. They actually are a fight. You got some players on there, of course. You know, Chris Riverwell, you know, Nico Horner, and unfortunately. Unfortunately, Kyle Hendricks, I should say, will be gone. It's gone for the year, but you know, he seems excited about what maybe the future is for this team. So you know, the the the, the, the talent is there, but they just need like, a little bit more. And I think Jet Hoare needs to figure out what's he going to do for uh, next year. Yeah, as we said before, Lakina, the the Cubs are just like the White Sox. Uh, they have money. The question is, are they going to spend it? And if they're going to spend it, are they going to spend it wisely? They have some young pieces on this team, Lakina. Are all of them going to be here when the Cubs finally turn it around? Hopefully, no, they no, they're not. But you, you still have some young pieces in Christopher Morrell. Marcus Stroman, I know he didn't have his best start yesterday, but he could be that veteran piece uh, that can steer uh, this young Cubs uh, starting rotation into the future. Like you said, Kyle Hendricks uh, is there as well. But uh, this Cubs team plays hard, as we said time and time again. Uh, you give manager David Ross a credit for that. Should he have the opportunity to manage a winning team again? Hopefully, if, if Jed Hoyer does what he's supposed to do this offseason and field a better team than this, yes. Remember, David Ross uh, put the Cubs in the playoffs in 2020 uh, in that short COVID season. It was the last legs of Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, and, and Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. But 
give David Ross credit. Uh, he has those guys motivated every day. Uh, yes, it's easy to play loose as they do because the pressures of them, they're not in a pennant race like the Sox. But you start to see, uh, see the fundamentals of these guys come to fruition on the field. You see the attitude is upbeat, and there's no loafing around. And that's no. you like to establish that culture within a, a team that's trying to build something special. Yeah, and it really obviously they're long ways away from building something special, right. but they, you got to start from the ground up. You got to start somewhere, and I, I think you know, that that's what they're trying to do. I mean, look, you're gonna they're gonna be fits. They're they're one of those teams that are gonna be fits for a lot of teams. They still got to play the Cardinals multiple times. They got to play the Brewers again multiple times. So you know, mm-hmm. all these last you know, six weeks of the season, so. I think if you're the Cubs, I think you want to try to like maybe you know get you give you a little bit of sort of you know wiggle room for next year and see what you have and get people mm-hmm. excited about what's going to happen. So and play spoiler you know, too. Yeah, you can. Like I said, they, they do play a lot of the like I said, like we were saying, we they do play a lot of the contenders in these next few weeks. So they play the Brewers again starting tonight. So they can play sport for some of these teams. And I think if you're a, a Brewers team or a Cardinals team and such, you're trying to. You know, make the playoffs. I know they play. Uh, they play Toronto a few times too. You know, they played actually. Mm-hmm. They play Toronto on Monday, so starting Monday, uh, some you know other stuff there. But uh, you know, they could definitely play spoiler. Yeah, I know they got. I know they got the Mets and such. I know the Phillies too. So they could play spoiler for some of these teams. And I think if you're one of those teams, don't take the Cubs lightly or any other teams lightly. So it. You know, I think if you're a Cubs fan, you should be feeling. I know some, a lot of folks have felt ambivalent about this team, but you should be encouraged by what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this uh, playing those teams that you mentioned going into the month of September uh, is in the way this team is playing. It, it should make you feel good if you're a Cubs fan. Uh, obviously, not the way the season's gone, but if they continue to play hard from now to the end of the season, it gives you another stepping stone going into next year. Like I said before, it's up to Jed Hoyer and, and the rest of Manchester to see what they could do for next year because you, you have some of the young pieces there. You have the attitude there. You just got to bring on the veterans to uh, uh, veterans to uh, make this more competitive because uh, we'll get into the rest of the division and league in a minute, but with those teams that you mentioned that they're playing a couple of those teams are in free fall and we'll get to one of them in a minute but mm-hmm. uh the the cubs as i said they could play spoiler to at least a couple of those teams and they'll definitely give you confidence going into next year if they can get to like 65 maybe you know close to 70 i think that's pretty good considering mm-hmm. that where they were earlier in the season people were already kind of like eh, you know what, whatever so It'll be interesting to see what happens as they finish up their season. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, talking baseball with you and whatnot. Now, speaking of those, you know, those teams in free fall, if you will, Sid, and I think I know where you're going at with some of these teams. And it's interesting you mentioned that, you know, that team in free fall, the team in question, because I think for me, I think, you know, this, this, you know, it's going to be interesting because I feel like we're going to the time of year where folks, you know, you're playing, you know, there's about 35, 36 games left, depending on, you know, there might be some, you know, mm-hmm. weather delays and such, you know, from early in the season. But, you know, the Rays have actually played very well lately. They've won six in a mm-hmm. row. It looks like the Yankees are starting to kind of get back on track a little bit. Toronto is right there, too. They've won seven of their last 10. So, uh, but they like, beat the crap out of Boston. <laughs> yes, they did. I know they did. Like they stole something, but uh, you know, Baltimore is still right there in that for that wild card too. So it's still a lot of bit of a, a kind of like a fight here at this point. And I think in the a on the AL side, the wild card. I mean, it's getting kind of wild. I mean, I know that 
Um, the Mariners are, are leading right now. You know, Baltimore is right there, two and a half back. I know if Twins and the Sox, you want to say, okay, they're five back, but they really aren't a factor here. I think it's going to be between those four teams for that three, three wild card spots. But I think for me, I think in the AL, I think that's gonna that's to me that's that's the race I'm looking at is that AL wild card. Yeah, that AL wild card is is getting good congestion as as I said before, Lakina. Maybe all three of those spots will come out of the AL East. Uh, I think you can count out Boston, especially the the last two games I saw in that series against Toronto. I think it's safe to say to count out Boston, but. Toronto's going to be right there. Tampa, which is a team I really respect, Lakina. I wish the White Sox played like them. They don't have any big boppers in their lineup, but they play fundamentally sound baseball. They have a good solid rotation, and their bullpen is one of the best is underrated in the league. And like you said, that's why they have that six-game winning streak. Baltimore, they just don't have the starting pitching. Even they do squeak into the playoffs, their starting pitch will, will get exposed. And But that's okay. That's why uh, I think they'll make some moves in that during the offseason to help them go into next year. What, what Baltimore is doing now is going to help them into next year. Now, they've already, look, they've already the, passed. They've already passed their uh, yeah, their winning percentages. So exactly. Uh, now, going back to we were talking about the Cubs, uh, the one of the teams they're going to face, which uh, uh, they're in free fall, but technically they're still in the race. Is the Milwaukee Brewers? Remember, their mm-hmm. bullpen was struggling prior to the All Star break. Josh Hader was traded from Milwaukee to San Diego. The office has gone in the tank. Yes. I know they lost 2-3 to three to the Dodgers earlier Dodgers, this yep. week, but, uh, but, but I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going to get back in the ways against the Cardinals. This is the Cardinals' division to lose, and the Cardinals should cruise to win this year's NL Central, unlike a year ago. But the, the Cardinals, uh, I think they have a grip on this NL Central now. Yeah, well, speaking of the Cardinals, uh, yesterday uh, the Cubs honored Yadier Molina and, of course, Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. And there was this thing about, you know, of course, you know, Cubs fans were kind of like myth because you can honor two of your rivals, but yet you don't want, you don't want to bring back Sammy Sosa. So I, I don't know, like maybe, you know, like I guess I kill him with kindness, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, you know, of course, look, it's Pujols. Mm-hmm. This is his last season. So, you know. You, yeah, you congrats to do- Pujols. He hit 693 on Tuesday. Yes, he did. So, uh yeah, so congrats. I was actually going to mention that, but uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I know, I know, Cubs fans are a little bit miffed by that. You know, the fact that oh my god, how mm-hmm. dare you uh, honor like your rivals? But look, I mean, they've really you know, yes, Molina and Pujols have broken Cubs hearts, but they've worked. You know, the Cubs were able to kind of done it the same thing to them, so it's really it kind of evens it out, I think. Yeah. It, for them not honoring Sammy Sosa, blaming the Rickets for that, as long as they own the team, that's not going to happen. So uh, that that issue right, right now is is put to bed. So that was a, a respectable, nice gesture with the Cubs. This so I don't have a problem with that. But going back uh, back to the National League, Lakina, the New York Mets. I know they got swept in that two game mm-hmm. series in a Subway Series against the New York Yankees, but they bounced back with a big three one win against Colorado last night. I had a chance to watch that one in its entirety. Uh, Jacob Degrom six innings pitch, gave up one run, struck out nine. Uh, he, he was amazing. The Mets just had enough offense to get by Colorado three to one. Pete Alonso, the big panda, did it again with another a big home run. Colorado. I was watching the uh, S and Y Mets broadcast, and they brought up a stat last night. The Colorado Rockies, even though they're terrible this year, I think I think with the loss last night, I believe they're now three games above 500 on the road, but they're terrible on home. Remember doing those first few years, Lakina? That was mm-hmm. the opposite. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They were so great at home of- and terrible on the road. It's the opposite this year. Yeah. Uh, times have like- changed. Yeah, I'm about to say it's a sort of like it, it's interesting that that you say that because it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said. I mean. 
the inconsistency, I think, you know, that's not good if you're trying to make the playoffs because you have to be good, just as good on the road as you are at home and mm-hmm. vice versa. So that, that that's going to be kind of like the thing. If they do get in, that that's going to be an issue. They're going to have to clean that up. So we'll see if they can figure it out. Now, as far as the, the National League wild card, I mean, it's a little less congested like the AL, but you still got, of course, the Atlanta's like running away high in the, the top spot there. The Phillies are right there at, you know, two and a half, two and a half back in, in front. Mm-hmm. Then they got the Padres. They're starting to kind of, they, they, they've they been up and down too since all those trades. Yeah, they got swept by Cleveland at home. <laughs> yeah, and the Brewers are right there too. So, you know, I don't know if the Giants, I, I, don't th- I think it's just too many games for the Giants to make up. So I think you can kind of count mm-hmm. them out. So again, it's probably going to be between those four teams I mentioned. Look, it looks like Atlanta will make it. it. As long as the Phillies don't, you know, it looks like Bryce Harper will be back soon, thank goodness, because they're going to really need him. They're going to try to make this. He'll be back tonight. Yeah, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, hopefully it might take, take him a couple of games to kind of get back into a groove. So, but boy, they've been a perfect time for him to come back. The Padres, they've been kind of inconsistent with all the trades. So, yeah, you hope they can kind of get into it. So, it's probably in between those. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the Braves out of it because I think they're they're well ahead unless they go mm-hmm. into like a total tailspin those last you know, six weeks. You know, I'll say it's a, between the Phillies, the Padres, and the Brewers. Yeah, I agree. The Brewers may be the team that's left out at the end here. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, their offense, they could they could barely score runs. Their bullpen has been terrible. Their starting rotation has been okay, but it's only been you can only have a good starting pitches so long with lack with the lack of run support. And and that and that's gonna kill you eventually at the end of the office doesn't start to to Turn around, like you know. I want to ask you this question, and as well as our viewers and listeners, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube to type in your answers for this question. Who do you believe right now on August 26th is the best team in the National League, the Mets or the Los Angeles Dodgers? Well, they've been look, um. I think I think it's the Dodgers because they're the they're the reigning champs in that in well no not they're not the reigning champs but they're sort of like right there so unless someone knocks them out they've got the one of the best records in the league so unless some till somebody knocks them out I think you know they're running away and hiding in their division so you know I think right now you got to give it to the Dodgers it's despite despite all the injuries I know I know Buell, Walker Bueller's done for the year so. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be a yes. And yeah, they've kind of benefited from an easy schedule. You know, they play the Marlins again uh, starting tonight in, you know, this time down in Florida. So that's sort of like a you know, thing. But look, they can't control who they play against. And they, they can't help it if the Brewers are kind of like a free fall, you know, you know, being them two out of three this week. So, yeah, it's sort of one of those things where they're kind of like, Oh, okay. I think I think the Dodgers just because they had the better record. Now, you know, the Mets. I think they still got a lot, a lot of. They still got a lot to prove. So, we'll see what happens. I say the New York Mets because they're playing with passion. They're playing with an extra edge this year. And yes, there's a pressure on them, but they welcome the pressure. And that's why you have a veteran manager in Buck Showell to, to help uh, uh, got this young veteran group along. Of course, Francisco Lindor is having a. A sort of a bounce back here. You have Pete Alonso still doing his thing with a big bat. You also have uh, Taiwan Walker, who has been injured lately, but he's back in the rotation. Now, Jacob DeGrom is looking strong ever since he's returned from injury. You, you don't, don't forget, you have the closing Edwin Diaz as well. So just about every button has both show Walter has pushed. Every button he's pushed has uh, worked out for them so far. Yes, they had a hiccup against the Yankees earlier this week, but this team – can bounce back and bounce back in a hurry. I think that victory over Colorado last night was 
was huge. So it, it's not just about, about turning around on the field, but it's turning uh, around mentally. Uh, this mess team has been challenged by injuries too this season, Lakina. Yes, I know uh, what they did to Atlanta a few weeks ago and vice versa, but uh, that, in my opinion, they've been the best team in the National League since day one. I know they got to prove it in the playoffs, but like I said, right now, the Mets are the best team in the National League. I know the Dodgers been there and, and done that, but uh, the Dodgers, their starting pitcher is going to get challenged now. As you mentioned, Walker Buell is out for the year. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, he better not get hurt again because if he does, it's really over. Look, I mean, well, the bats are probably going to have to pick up the slack then. Of course, you know, mm -hmm. Freddie Freeman, what's he done? You know, Mac Muncy, Max Muncy, I should say, you know, Trey Turner. He's starting to turn it around now. Yeah, Mookie Betts and stuff. So, yeah, so prove I'm in proven mode with the Mets. Prove it to me you can okay. do it in the playoffs. That that's my yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna look you're not gonna change my mind on that Sid. I'm sorry. Like I know you're <laughs> I know you've been look I look look no 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 look you've been lobbying for the Mets all season and look I like what they're doing yeah. but you have to do it in the playoffs. You know because the Dodgers went through it so the first couple of years they went to their little bit their little run that they're in now. Mm -hmm. They they went they didn't do well in the playoffs and look what happened. So do it in the playoffs then you'll make a believer out of people like me. You listen to Second City yeah. Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Cindy Brown, you know, Lakina Mickey, talking some baseball here. Go ahead, Sid. I'm sorry. Well, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was just, I was just getting ready to say, hopefully the, uh, the Mets and the Dodgers will meet up in this year's NLCS. We'll mm -hmm. definitely get a sell, <laughs> sell this beef by then. <laughs> yeah, that'll get some big, yeah, that'll, that'll get some big range there. Also want to give a shout out to oh, Julio, yeah. Rod Julio our, our buddy Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners. He hit his 20th home, home run earlier this week, becoming one of the fastest players since 1900 to reach the 20 career home run milestone and also 20 stolen bases as well. He has stolen base that gained to his 107th game, only trailing, uh, only the only the person do it even, you know, faster in the fewest games. Uh, unfortunately, he's a spinner right now for Ronald Tatis Jr. So, you know, and unfortunately yep. <laughs> that, you know, that, you know, we won't go into that when we already talked about that ad nauseum, but, uh, yeah, so just want to give a little bit of a shout out. He's about there. to get a contract extension too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure Seattle is going to open up the checkbook. I'm sure they will. They'll they'll you know they know that he's the reason why this team. Well, one of the reasons that they got a lot of great young players mm -hmm. there, but he's one of the reasons why that team is where they're at right now on the cusp of making the playoffs mm -hmm. for the first time in like in, in in forever it seems. So yeah, about 21 years. Yep. Well, that was well. I was I wasn't trying to be literal. I wasn't being literal. Sid. I was just I was being facetious, Sid. Okay, okay. This is what I just say. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, just want to give that out here. But I uh, want to go through these this this get uh, some uh, schedule real quick. Uh, yes. Okay, you got the Dodgers and the Marlins, of course. You know they're kicking off their series. Cincy and Washington, uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. If you're Philadelphia, you want to stay right there in that second mm -hmm. place now wild card spot in the national league of course you got the angels and toronto toronto trying to hang on there and the al wild card colorado and the mets and the first game of the apple tv plus double header you got tampa and boston so i know boston is so they're they're i think mm -hmm. they're done it's safe to say uh detroit and texas arizona and the white Sox. of course we all you better hope the White Sox is your chance to try to make up some ground, if you will. So, yeah. I, I like I said, if you can't if you can't sweep Arizona, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm sorry, uh, but no, they'll probably they'll you. probably they'll probably win two out of three, knowing this team just because they're yeah. They're <laughs> and Baltimore and Houston, you know, Baltimore trying to stay, you know, right there in the AL wild card, and also Houston trying to clinch, you know, 
with those with the Yankees and Cali, they're free for they're trying to catch that get that tops you know, that top uh, record in the AL. All right, in your national television schedule for this weekend, Fox Saturday Baseball, your game of the week. It will feature the Atlanta Braves and the St. Louis Cardinals or the San Francisco Giants and the Minnesota Twins uh, at 6.15 Chicago time. And so we say in the broadcasted business, check your local uh, listings for the game and time in your area. On FS1 tomorrow night, it will be Cleveland at Seattle. And for the Peacock game at Sunday morning at 11 o'clock a.m. Chicago time will be the Dodgers at the Marlins. And then Sunday night baseball will feature the Braves and the Cardinals on ESPN at 6 p.m. Chicago time. Just real quick, Cleveland and Seattle. That's part of the second game of that of tonight's doubleheader on peak on Apple TV Plus, I should say, at 9 10. So for those of you who are in Cleveland and Seattle, hoping to get the you know, start of the, you know, the, uh, the continuation of that series, you have to go on Apple TV Plus. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues as we kick off hour number two with Mr. Jeff Lloyd, the co-host of the Locked On Browns podcast. He'll hop on with us to preview the AFC North and the Cleveland Browns who play our Chicago Bears tomorrow night in the preseason finale. And we'll have a whole lot more with College Football Week Zero kicking off tomorrow and other sports media nuggets. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I'm Sydney Brown. You're listening to Second City Sports Live in Living Color, the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Reese's.
Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color on a Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scott McGee on the IG. We have less than an hour left for this extravagance. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, especially for our next guest, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But before we kick off our number two, we must give you a quick friendly reminder that you can now catch Sports on Chicago also on Roku TV. If you don't have a Roku TV, you still catch Sports on Chicago on your streaming device, just download the Roku TV app and you download Sports on Chicago that way. If you already, already have a Roku TV, just tap into the sports folder and download Sports on Chicago that way. You can get with the program and celebrate with the squad. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. You can watch us live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and 365 days a year. Now let's kick off our number two of this fabulous program by previewing the AFC North and also talking Cleveland Browns football. We're going to bring on a first time bring on a first time guest. His name is Mr. Jeff Lloyd. He's the co-host of the Locked On Browns podcast. You can download that podcast wherever you get your podcast, and you can watch it right here on YouTube. Just type type in Locked On Browns in that search engine box. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Once again, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Jeff, welcome to our program. How are you? We're good, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Uh, you know, weekend coming, two weeks away from football starting. Uh, it's time. Uh, summer's over. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking some football. Ready to talk some football, and Jeff is ready. So let's get yes. to it. Yeah, Jeff, uh, let's start off with Deshaun Watson. Of course, this won't be the whole interview, won't be about him, but. We must ask you this question because uh, he's he's been uh, the topic of news all off season. Of course, the suspension is now final. He won't return until week thirteen. I want to ask you a two part question. What's been the the fan reaction uh, ever ever since the suspension was announced last week? And number two, how can the Cleveland Browns organization uh, uh, message uh, what's their message to the fans this season, hoping they can still turn out to attend their games? Um, I think the the initial reaction, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody had some you know part of them that was maybe a little upset. And I think the thing was they were bringing in a player where they didn't necessarily know what the disciplinary action was going to be. So it was that I think was the part that was probably difficult for a lot of fans. There's some that are just generally aggravated and agitated, you know, just PO'd and understandably so. I mean, you know, you can't like we've tried to be, you know, with the focus of we can't tell anybody how to fan. So if it got you to the point to the point where you were just aggravated, didn't want to follow the team anymore, I mean, it's your God-given right. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of fans that, you know, don't necessarily need sports to be the moral compass of their life. It's an escape. It's something they do, whether it's, you know, three or four days a week for some sports teams or three hours, uh, you know, a week on Sunday when your NFL team plays. Um, as far as, you know, the the message, I think, you know, the, the, the franchise has given the fan base is, is look, we were a really good team before this. Uh, you know, last year we obviously we had issues with the quarterback. Our quarterback was injured, didn't play well. But this team has a fantastic defense. This team has a really good offensive line. This team probably has the best running back room in the entire NFL. Um, and they're built with good people, good people in the community, just general good people. So I think what they're trying to, you know, tried to say is 
you know, this team is not defined by one individual. Players like Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, they've been here for a long time. They've proven to be good players, good citizens. Um, you know, whatever the organization asks of them, they do. Um, basically, just don't you know judge you know the entire group of players by the actions of one, and especially one who hasn't even played it down for this team yet. Now, with uh, of course the Watson suspension, who do you think has the edge of you know getting the starting job? You got Brissett, you got Dobbs, you got Rosen. You know, all three have been in the NFL. All of them, you know, have had you know their you know, not success as much, but sort of like they know what to do in these type of situations. Who do you think has the edge there? This is Jacoby Brissett's team for the first eleven games. If everything goes the way the Browns have planned. Um, one of the reasons they like Jacoby Brissett is a 1.2 interception rate. He does not turn the ball over. When you're going to put somebody out there who's not your top quarterback, you're, you know, at least, hey, you know, you don't have to be Deshaun Watson, but please don't be the reason that we lose football games. Um, we'll get to see the first of Jacoby Brissett in live action Saturday night. We're not sure how much he's going to play, um, but it's obviously a new system, a new team for Jacoby Brissett. Amari Cooper is a player he's never worked with. He's never worked with his tight ends. He's never worked with his running backs. Um, the Browns have a favorable schedule to start the season. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they can get through some growing pains early while still being in games that they should probably on paper win. Um, Jacoby Brissett has been in this league for a long time. He's done it in Indianapolis. He's played in Miami. He's played here now. You know, he'll play here now with the Browns. Uh, for the last two weeks, the Browns made the shift and made him quarterback one as far as, you know, joint practices, as far as, you know, practices, getting him all the work he needs. The reviews have been positive. And I think with Jacoby Brissett, this is a guy that's always understood. He's never essentially been the man. Anytime he's actually been the guy who plays, he's essentially a placeholder for somebody else. Um, it's not a first time for him. It, you know, he's he's been down this road before. And I think he has the advantage now of, you know, for the 11 weeks that he quarterback quarterbacks this Cleveland Browns team, he will never have been, you know, quarterbacking a team uh, with the overall talent that this one does. So for him, it's, it's kind of simple. It just basically don't be the reason it goes wrong or don't be the guy who screws it up. Previewing the Cleveland Browns and the AFC North is our guest, Jeff Lloyd. He's the co-host of the Lockdown Browns podcast. You're listening to Second City Sports, live in Living Color, the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lickinney here with you. Jeff, you, you mentioned Amari Cooper, who they traded for uh, the star wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys in the offseason. Also, you have Jakeem Grant and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, looking at the depth chart, it's a log jam at wide receiver. Who's going to fill out those last couple of spots to help that uh, young wide receiving core? Well, Jakeem Grant, unfortunately, uh, tore an Achilles, so that's a big blow for the Browns. The Browns were planning on using him as a wide receiver. Obviously, the the appeal of the return game was something that really interested uh, them. So, you know, that was definitely, you know, a a blow for them. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, look, he's had, you know, last year he had a strong summer. He was able to put up more production in year two than he did in year one. The case here again in year three is he's had a strong summer. You're looking, hopefully, for him to make that gradual jump once again. Problem with, you know, with Donovan Peoples-Jones is there's times where he's kind of like a seventh player in a baseball lineup. He'll hit 25 home runs, but he'll hit like 230. Um, there's times where he's great, and then there's times where you just don't hear much from him. Um, David Bell out of Purdue, the rookie, um, you missed some time in camp, missed the first preseason game. Uh, last week, his first action, three receptions for 48 yards. Really, really smart route runner. Seems to catch everything that's thrown to him. The Browns really like the potential that he brings them. And Anthony Schwartz, you know, I know a lot of fans in the Cleveland area seem to want to give up on him. 
The Browns have not had a stronger week two of preseason than he did week one. Um, for Anthony Schwartz, it's just putting all the facets together. Week one, he had a couple of drops, but did everything right, was wide open, uh, just didn't do the most simple thing of being asked of a wide receiver to physically catch the football. Um, he is a guy they covet. I mean, it's sub 4-3 speed. You cannot change that. Mm-hmm. That exists for a reason. He is a huge, huge part of what this team wants to do, and it's not so much necessarily getting the ball in his hands, but it's just the fact that if you have 4-3 speed and you're running vertical routes, people have to pay attention to you, which should make things easier for Joe, Jacoby Brissett, should make things easier for Maury Cooper, David Njoku, anybody else out there who's running the route tree. Um, it should make things easier. And you know, the Browns have a lot of faith in these young guys, but in the same respect, these young guys have to basically reward that faith they're being given. Now, you talked about the defense earlier, Jeff, and we know that – they were, you know, top five. Well, overall, I guess, like, right there in the top 10. Now, the problem was the turnovers. And they, they, they were, like, a minus, like, two or three in turnovers last season. So what can the Browns defense do to try to kind of improve on those on that in that part of the defensive numbers? That's not so much necessarily on them as it certainly was on the offense. Um, this team held the opponents nine times under 16 points. Um, you shouldn't end up with a record the Browns did last year if you could hold op- opponents under 16 points per game. Um, there are improvements, you know, made this year. You're going to see Jeremiah Usukoromoa in year two should take a step up. Grant Delpit last year as a rookie coming off the Achilles injury was just getting his feet wet in the NFL. Uh, went out and drafted another cornerback in Martin Emerson. That is a deep room they have with Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, uh, Denzel Ward. I'm sorry. Um, you know, Martin Emerson, and of course, A.J. Green's another one. John Johnson the third should be more comfortable here in year two. Um, he's going to be able to play his role as a safety and be versatile. Early in the season last year, they basically just had him playing on the roof, playing a deep safety, which is not what makes John Johnson a special player. Um, you know, some you know additions, that other pass rushers, they drafted Alex Wright in the third round. This was a guy with a ton of potential. Um, the question was whether or not he was going to know how to play the run, and it seems right now the defense in you know run-stopping ability is, is a little ahead of the pass rush, which is okay with the Browns. You know, that's the part they were probably more concerned about. He's looked good there. They're deep. I mean, they're going to play 20-plus guys every week on the defensive side of the ball. And it's not because of question marks. It's just the fact that everybody's got some talent. Um, They're just going to need the offense, you know, hopefully to, you know, play with them. And there's going to be times the offense is going to have to make plays. You can't – I mean, you can put your defense on the spot for two weeks, maybe three weeks. You can't put your defense on the spot for 11 weeks and say, basically, you know, we need you guys to get it done. Nobody can do that to any defense in the NFL. But they'll come out. They're going to be strong. They're going to be a good unit. And it's really kind of been, you know, for me, one of the damper parts uh, of this entire offseason is because so much attention has been put on Deshaun Watson where, you know, there's a lot of great players on this team. And this defense should really be talked about because the potential for this defense is to truly be special. Back to the offense, Jeff. Of course, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were the uh, were one of the best, if not the best, running back tandem in the league. Now with Jacoby Brissett uh, at court, set at quarterback. Now, how much do you think the Browns were lean on the running game, especially in the early part of the, this upcoming season? This is where it gets tricky because you know the Browns. I mean, the Browns are known for this, and teams knew this last year, even with Baker Mayfield. Uh, they got into games where it was like, all right, well, here's nine in the box. Uh, we know what mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Chubb can do. We know what Kareem Hunt can do. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, and obviously, you know, uh, Coach Stefanski and offense coordinator Alex Van Pelt. They have to be ready for this. Um, you, you're going to have to hit some throws. This is the NFL. You can't just one trick your pony, one trick pony your way through anything. Um, if you run well, they're going to take it away. If you throw well, guess what? It's going to be nothing but pass rushers and defensive backs. The Browns are smart enough for this. They've been through this. 
Um, I think also one of the things you're going to counteract this with is, you know, the Browns were known for the last couple of years under Coach Stefanski for using the fullback more. It doesn't even look like they're going to keep a fullback this year. So it's going to be a lot more, you know, one-back personnel with more wide receivers on the field, one more tight ends on the field. So you can get to the line, and basically you're going to have that run pass you know, basically audible at the line. Okay, you want to creep up? We got four receivers on the field. We'll just go to a pass play. You're going to sit back? Okay, then we'll do a running game. Um, you know, the Browns are ready for it because teams did it to them last year, uh, you know, knowing that Baker was having his struggles. So, you know, obviously we're going to take away the run from them. They're ready for it. They've seen it. And the Browns are in an opportunity where you can use Chubb. You can use Hunt. You have faith in Dearness Johnson. Rookie Jerome Ford has come on faster, I think, than they even thought. And, you know, they probably have some confidence if they want to give him a carry or two. Hope they're ready too. So, just got to find a way to, you know, keep it balanced. There's going to be some teams that no matter what they do, the Browns offensive line is going to be that good. They're not going to be able to stop the run anyway, but you got to be ready for both scenarios. Let's talk about the AFC North as a whole. Of course, you got Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't want to say they're rebuilding, but you know, they're kind of, you know, changing a lot of things. They'll you know, never tell they, anybody they're rebuilding, but they're Well, rebuilding. yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And then, you know, of course, you know, with Big Ben retiring, you know, Judy Schmitz-Suster with, with KC now. Then, of course, you got Baltimore hoping to kind of bounce back from all their injuries last year. Of course, Cincy is, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but they kind of like, you know, popped up and they ended up winning a division. So where do you think the Browns measure up to the other three teams in the AFC North? Well, for me, there's a couple of ways of looking at this. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, look, it, it, you know, you do not know who your quarterback is. And if you drafted Kenny Pickett at 20th overall and you don't know who your quarterback is, that's certainly got to be some pause and hesitation for whatever Pittsburgh's plans are this year. Because if you're telling me a guy that you drafted at 20th overall might not start week one because of Mason Rudolph or Mitchell Trubisky, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys are well aware about how that goes. Um, so if you tell yeah. me he's not ready to beat either of those quarterbacks out, I mean, that maybe tells me all we need to know about that. Baltimore's the wild card here. Um, you know, all the talent, obviously. I mean, I think the thing for me that really is just weird with Baltimore is, you know, you lost Hollywood Brown, who went to Arizona. Um, and to say that Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield are in the same spot right now contractually is just absolutely nuts to say. Ravens, former number one seed going into the playoffs. Uh, Lamar Jackson, a former uh, MVP in this league. Um, it just seems weird that that hasn't gotten done. And if, for, you know, if your star player doesn't have his contract satisfied for any of the other two, 52 players in the locker room, how do you feel about where you stand with an organization knowing that Uh-oh, I think we lost Jeff with the uh, the Wi-Fi connection, so we'll we'll try and uh, reconnect with him. Of course, you know, mm -hmm. as he comes back, you know, let, let's talk about the rest of the AFC North. Uh, Sid, I mean, yeah, I know, yeah, I know that you know, they did give up a lot of big plays last year that Browns defense. So I think that kind mm -hmm. of like you know killed them. Of course, especially also too with the offense and what they have weren't weren't able to do and whatnot. So. I think for me, I, I feel like since the, you know, they actually have made improvements, but you can't help but wonder, are they going to suffer the Super Bowl hangover? So that's kind of be the thing I'm wondering there. Baltimore, they've made a, a couple of minor moves, but their problems were more injury related. You know, of course, we know Lamar Jackson and, yeah. you know, J.K. Dobbins is back. And of course, Mark Andrews kind of, you know, came, I don't want to say he came in nowhere because he's been around a while, but he kind of mm -hmm. became like a star there last year too for the, the, the Ravens. Yeah, well, they had like injuries on the, with the running backs too, uh, too last year, both of them. Yeah, so that, that's going to be very interesting too as well. So um, I'm wondering like with the, uh, especially on the defensive side, of course, you got Calais Campbell. Uh, of mm -hmm. course, you got like, you know, 
Marcus Peters, we'll see if he can, you know, be able to start the season. I know he's been banged up this training camp and whatnot. So they got a little mixture of sort of like older guys, veteran guys, of guys that you know and, and such. I know they and then they brought Kyle Fuller uh, on too um, over the off season. So yeah, th- th- I think the defense is there for Baltimore as as well. I know Pittsburgh. I know that they've, you know. Kenny Pickens has looked really good in training camp, so it might be mm-hmm. his team now. So that might not be a it might not be good if you're a Steelers fan, a rookie, but uh, you know, but I, I think I, I feel like I think Baltimore. They were my pick last year, and I think I think I might pick Baltimore to win the division. So I don't know. I mean, Cincy, you know, I know Cincy won last year, but I don't think people they're not gonna be surprised by Cincy now. They're gonna they're gonna know what you know what to get from them. So I I, I think Hmm. I, I I believe I, I think I think this is gonna be the Ravens division. I think it, it can be if first of all, if health goes in their way, unlike like you said, it went against them a year ago. Like you said, Lamar Jackson's a top five quarterback in this league. If he stays healthy, the Baltimore will have a chance to win. Like you said, uh, Cincinnati they took advantage last year, won the division with the ten and seven record, and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Let's see what mm-hmm. Jamar Chase does in year two. Let's see if Joe Burrow can take another step. And let's see if those players are more hungry than they were a year ago when nobody expected them to do anything, Lakina, because it's, it's easy to get complacent and say, oh, we could just show up and do the same thing, and the same thing will happen. That's not necessarily true. The late Kobe Bryant said this, and to a lesser extent, Michael Jordan said this too. Mm-hmm. You cannot do the same thing that you did in the previous season, the following season. Things change, so you have to change up your attitude. So let's see if Cincinnati – has has more hunger than they did a year ago. It's, it's easy when you're the hunters. Now you're the hunted. Yep. All the pressures on you. And plus, they have a tougher schedule. So yep. we see how the Cincinnati Bengals respond. I believe they still a good football team, but we'll see what happens now. Especially now with a tougher schedule. Now with Pittsburgh, that Mike Tomlin may be doing this right. You know, get Kenny Pickett some experience. He's been doing well, as you mentioned in the preseason. But we'll see how Mitchell Trubisky does. In at least the first four or five games of the year, if Pittsburgh struggles to get out to a one and three start or perhaps a two and four start, you'll see Kenny Pickett in there. Like you said, Lakina, uh, and when Jeff joined us, hopefully he'll rejoin us if he has time uh, to reestablish his connection. But Pittsburgh, this is a foreign territory for them. When, when do they admit out loud that they're rebuilding? So, <laughs> never. So, so we'll see how this. Uh, I think Mike Tomlin is actually playing this perfectly. Mm-hmm. Let's get. We brought Jabisky as the quote unquote savior. If he doesn't get get it done within the first at least three or four games, we will turn it uh, to Kenny Pickett, and it'll be his team from from here on out. Cleveland, Cleveland, like Jeff said, the defense is uh, is very good. We saw what they did, especially to the Bears last year. <laughs> Even though it's a, it's a, a different scenario this year, playing them tomorrow night in the preseason finale, but. Uh, Jadavion Clowney kind of had a bounce back year. Miles Garrett is the best defensive uh, sack artist in the game next to Aaron Aaron Donald. So you know what you're going to get from them. Uh, I'm interested to see how Cleveland will bounce the running attack and how, how would they use Jacoby Brissett, especially in the pocket. We, we all know that he's just like any other mobile, mobile quarterback when you get him outside of the pocket. But what can he do inside the pocket? Because uh, you know, these mobile quarterbacks, uh, they do some great damage outside the pocket, but inside that pocket is going to be the real test. And we're going to watch that over that progression go off with our guy, Justin Fields, here. 
it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be a lot of onus on the running game. Will Will Chubb mm-hmm. and Hunt will they get a lot of carries because if they want to limit limit the mistakes that Brissett did, we see. Look, Rio Brissett. Look, he's shown that yes, he's very formidable. He can hold down the fort and such. But he's mm-hmm. got he's going to have to do this for eleven games. So I'm wondering, like, and then some of these these dudes, quote unquote. I know Jeff said they have an easier schedule, and they, they have yeah. The first two weeks are a little bit easy, but you don't want to say you want to kind of use the term loosely in the NFL when it comes to say easy scheduling. But uh, I, I wonder that our Hunt and Chubb are going to have to be kind of like, you know, take the brunt of that so that the owners want to be away from him so that he don't have to throw a lot. So I'm wondering, like, is this is the strategy is going to be, like, to use the run game a little bit more, and then that way Brissett won't have to, you know, mm-hmm. you have to depend on Brissett's arm. Because he does sort of tend to make mistakes at times. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Cleveland, I know the – I got to look up the over-under. I know the Bovada has the over-unders, you know, for Cleveland. But I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing like 8 to 9, I think that's what I, I read. I might be wrong on that, so you might have to double-check on that for me. But that's Yeah, that sounds about right, especially with Deshaun Watson due back at week 13 later in the season. I know Cleveland's hope is still they're hanging around 500 until Watson returns, I believe, in week 13. Yeah, it, it, It's going to be tough at times, but – can they do it? Sure they can, but they got to really lean on that defense and that running game, especially early. You will hope Jacoby Brissett could take a step and perhaps he'll perhaps have to put a couple of games on his back to, for Cleveland to win and be competitive. Because like yeah. Jeff said, we all really know what they bring in the running game. Everybody's going to be prepared for that, but what will Jacoby Brissett do? Can he make that one throw? that can change the course of a game for the Cleveland Browns. Can he uh, take over a game where he has a surprising 350-yard passing day? I know that's not his game, but sometimes he's going to have to take over to uh, to help this Browns team win, steal a couple of games until Watson returns later on in the year. That's what we're going to do. And eight and a half is the, uh, is the over-under there. Yeah, so that I'm sounds about right. That, yeah, so I'm thinking they'll, they'll probably win about eight or nine, I think, because I think – even mm-hmm. with the with you know with the Watson suspension, I, I think there are people that probably thought that eight and a half, maybe nine, might be sort of like the magic number for them. So now, as far like I said, as far as Cincy, I mean, look, their their defense is still intact for the most part. Last year, I think their their defense I think, was actually really solid. I mean, it, you know, they placed the the franchise tag on Jesse Bates at thirty, kind of had a breakout the year last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, though, I mean, like I said before, you know, got you know, Trey Henderson, you know, had 14 sacks, let the team there. Also, Sam Hubbard also had seven, seven and a half uh, rushing the quarterback and such. But, uh, I mean, for me, I think, you know, it's going to be a Super Bowl hangover. We've seen it with various teams. We saw it with mm-hmm. the Rams a few years ago. We saw it. We've seen it, you know, you know, we've seen it for, you know, with the 49ers. I mean, every every team who's been to the Super Bowl, who's lost the Super Bowl, suffers some type of hangover. Yes, I know. Yes, I get it. You know, Cincinnati, they've improved a lot on their, you know, they kind of, they upgraded the old line, which they really needed to desperately to keep Joe Burrow upright. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the, uh, that's sort of like the number one thing that you got to do because that's your best asset and such. But I'm, I'm, but I'm thinking that, like I said, you know, mentally, you know, how they're going to, is Chase, are people going to be, you know, they're going to be gutted for Chase now. Is it going to, they're going to have like, you know, two or three guys on him now and, you know, well, he suffered kind of like that, that little slump and mm-hmm. such. So I'm wondering, like, for since I know, you know, Von, you know, Von Bell on the defensive side, of course, I know that they got a solid line. They got Lyle Collins. Uh, they'll grade that on the O-line. But again, you know, like, like we've been saying, will they suffer from that hangover? So that that's kind of like my sort of like, you know, question mark with Cincinnati. 
Yeah, like like we said, Cincinnati has the talent, but how much of that hangover will uh, will they let it affect them? Because Joe Burrow, he's a big star now going into year three. Uh, I know he missed half of his rookie year due to a torn ACL, but he bounced back last year. Had a good year, but let's uh, like I said before, let's see if he could take another step. A couple other things here, Lakina. I want to see how the defense, especially in that secondary, responds. Because remember, they got torched in that second half of that Super Bowl last year, and especially with Cooper Cup winning the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. That that Cincinnati secondary gave up in the second half of that Super Bowl. And number two, can that running game uh, improve even more? Joe Mixon had a good year last year. He had a couple of nice moments in the playoffs last year. But uh, can they be more consistent here in 2022? Well, yeah, and I think that's going to be a thing. Now, as far as, you know, Baltimore, like we were saying about Baltimore, I think health's going to be really the thing with Baltimore. I know Lamar Jackson doesn't like they're going to be able to agree to a contract. So it was like he's going to bet mm-hmm. on he's going to, he's going to bet on himself. I know they've upgraded their uh, their O line too. They um, drafted a couple of O line guys. So that's going to be kind of like the thing, you know, keeping guys upright. I know Dobbins is going to be slowly starting to come back. So I think losing him, I think, kind of was sort of like, I don't want to say that was a death knell because it happened so early on in mm-hmm. training camp, but that kind of like sort of like, you know, the dominoes fell right after that. You know, other guys got injured. Hopefully Peters, Marcus Peters can still, you know, do it. I know Marlon Humphrey. I know, and like I said, I know they brought Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Fuller, you know, on. So they've got a young, you know, solid defense. So I think it's going to be, you know, staying healthy. Of course, we know Justin Tucker, we know what he does. But I think the key is going to be like keeping it healthy, and once they're once they're healthy, they're actually really good. So I think that's kind of be the key for me when it comes to when, when it, as far as Baltimore is concerned. For me, for Baltimore, uh, hopefully the c- contract situation with Lamar Jackson will be settled one way or the other. Hopefully, it's not a distraction uh, that uh, as the season gets going here in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, it's not a dis- distraction. I just want to see this team get healthy. We've seen what this team can do when healthy. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the league. Of course, they're carried by Lamar Jackson. But with the offense for Baltimore, uh, especially now with their running backs back uh, from their various injuries from a year ago, can they run the ball with some consistency? Consistency, And for Lamar Jackson, can he throw the ball downfield? Who is going to be the playmakers outside of Mark Andrews, the tight end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's like I said, that's another. That's my like... number one question. Right. I, I mean, like you said, they have the defense, but who's going to be the playmaker? Outside of uh, Mark Andrews, the tight end. The well, I mean, mm, that's going to be sort of the thing. I know you're Barry, you know, Bashar Barry. I know they drafted a couple of guys too. They picked up a couple of guys, so that that they're kind of primed to kind of try to get you know sort of like right there. So you know they're going to have someone's got mm-hmm. to step up besides Mark Andrews. So hopefully they can figure that out in that sense. You know, on the on the passing side now, Pittsburgh. You know, real quick, I know we're run, run up against it, but I, I mean. Look, like I said, they'll never admit that they're rebuilding, but you know, you still got Najee Harris, you know, who had a really good you know, rookie season. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got TJ Watt, you know, Devin Bush. I mean, they, they got players there. It's just that the you know, Ter- you know, Terrell Edmonds, you know, they picked up from uh, Buffalo, but the, but the talent is there. The problem is that uh, can they mesh well? And also, too, they need a quarterback. So, who's going to be the quarterback? That's going to be the thing with uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think the. You're gonna really uh, the season is gonna uh, uh, tell itself once Kenny Pickett gets in there, whatever that is. I know you still have Clay Claypool, the third-year wide receiver, I believe, out of Michigan State. He's still there. I don't know. I know they lost Juju Smith-Schuster to Kansas City. Like you said, they still have a strong running game in Harris. But uh, uh, you're gonna see the real 
going to see the real Pittsburgh Steelers once Kenny Pickett gets in there. I know Trubisky wants to keep his job, and rightfully so. But you know the, the, the moment, heaven forbid, and I do mean heaven forbid, that Trubisky gets injured, if he gets injured, or if he happens to struggle within his first four or five games of the year, Mike Thomas is going to put in Pickett in there. Once he gets in there, it's going to be his job to lose. And so I think we can't really get a hold of this Pittsburgh team until Kenny Pickett gets in there. Because like you said, they have the defense. They mm-hmm. have a few playmakers on offense. They just need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of like the sort of like the thing there. I know the defense will keep them in it, but I think mm-hmm. you know, the offense is really going to be the the question. So it looks like we're not going to be able to get Jeff back on. So, you know, thanks so much for, for Jeff for joining us today. You can check out thanks, the lock. Yeah, you can definitely check out the Lockdown Browns podcast, wherever it's your podcast mm-hmm. on YouTube and and you know anywhere you know Google Play whatever wherever you get your podcast you know it was a great podcast with him and him and Jared they do a great job so you know where can people follow him on Twitter Sid at, at Jeff underscore L J underscore Lloyd once again at Jeff underscore L J underscore Lloyd on Twitter. All right, so we're gonna take a really quick break. We got a lot to do as we wrap things up. Of course, week zero of the college football season kicks off. I know tomorrow. you're excited. <laughs> I am. I am. And uh, with a really good matchup in the Big Ten and also to some other matchup as well. Also to the Blackhawks unofficially announced their broadcast their broadcast crew and other sports media news and so much more. You got the uh, the, uh, the US Open is about to start on Monday with uh one of the champions not coming. You know, lots of you know, but we'll get to all that too coming up next. Sydney mm-hmm. Brown, Lakina McGee, Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago. We'll be right back at, you know, to wrap things up. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest Unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced Unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Reese's.
Hey, those Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I know those rejoins. <laughs> Gotta watch out for them. Welcome yeah. back to the uh, last segment of Second City Sports, the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Kim McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scott McGee on the IG. We got less than a half hour of this extravagance. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's get to it. Week zero of the NCAA football 2022 season kicks off tomorrow with a great slate of games. At 11.30 from Dublin, Ireland, we'll have the Nebraska Cornhuskers taking on the Northwestern Wildcats. And that game can be seen on Big Fox. Yeah, well, so we can't say it's not a big noon Saturday game because it's not, not, yet. not at noon. That's next week. Not yet. It's, that's next week. But, uh, yeah, uh, we have you know, Dave Revson you know, for the Big Ten Network. And we talked about this, of course. You know, Northwestern, you know, they got a really nice shot. They got a really – they got a lot of great uh, – you know, talent coming back from last season. And of course, Nebraska, I know the other, you know, they're kind of just starting over with, you know, with T- Tyler Thompson as their new uh, QB. And so, of course, we got the, the coldest Foster. I mean, like I said before, he's probably, like I said, probably like one of the best names in college football. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think this, I think this game is going to be kind of like a lit, a litmus test to see, you know, case how much I should say is the, the QB mm-hmm. there and, and such, but, uh, like I said, this is going to be the game where this could be, and I know Dave said this, and I and I agree with him that if they don't, if Nebraska doesn't win this game, because it's set up for them to win seven or eight games, if they don't win this game against Northwestern, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, jet lag. I know, I know both both the teams have been there since early uh, earlier this week. So mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be about six o'clock. I think like maybe five or six. I think like four or five, five thirty. Like yeah, I think five thirty. Yeah, five thirty uh, their time. Yeah, I think five thirty there uh, in Ireland. So. That's gonna be another thing that's gonna be very interesting too. That, that the jet lag and such. So it'll be interesting to see how both these teams, you know, start off right off the bat. Yeah, and also too for the Northwest, we talked about this with Dave Rebson on our show on Monday. Go find it on YouTube or Facebook at Sports Zone Chicago. Uh, Northwestern is usually known for their from their running game. They'll get a couple of their stars back uh, uh, this year, and they they usually have a strong defense. But the question is, do they have a quarterback? And we'll find that out uh, in short order tomorrow. And as we talked about on our last episode, Lakina, Northwestern, usually when they have a bad year, they usually bounce back with a great year. And what better way to start off the season by by being Nebraska right now looking at the line for entertainment purposes only, just to be safe, even though it's legal. Um, Nebraska is favored by 11 points. If you're North, Northwestern, like I said, they, they usually have a strong defense that, that got to pressure that quarterback if they could do that throughout the game they'll have a definitely have a great chance of winning so i can nebraska be northwestern yes do i think it'll be a blowout no unless northwestern trips over their own two feet which is very possible but i think it's going to be a much closer game than people expect i'm really interested to see how the cold the coldest crawford how he looks i mean you know, he's a very sought after uh, wide receiver. We talked about him out of Louisiana, mm-hmm. so we'll see how he looks. I know, uh, know Northwest has a really solid veteran O line. So, yeah. Did you check that. out his commercial the other day on yeah, social media? Yeah, that was media? really cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely taking like, advantage of his name and with the NIL. Of course. Hey, I'm yes, the coldest. Of course. <laughs> smart, smart. 
<laughs> Ma- look, see, that, look, that the commercial's been shown like like five million times at various social media outlets. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't blame him for you know taking advantage of that. Good for smart on him now. I'm the coldest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't, thank Scott you, Mama. Frost. Scott Frost. <laughs> ah, there you go. There's another little play on words there. But yeah, I don't know. Northwestern has a really solid um, old line. They got a veteran old line, so that might help them a little bit to keep their QB upright, whoever mm-hmm. he is. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, so it should be a good game on Fox at 11.30 yes. in Dublin. So I'm sure it's going to be a lot of, you know, pop and circumstances. So, so it's going to be a very mm-hmm. interesting atmosphere for everybody, for both, for everybody involved. In yeah, it's going to be like a national championship uh Super Bowl type field. So like you said, it's going to be pressure on both teams. So we'll see who can handle it the best. Another local team that's going to kick off their season Saturday, tomorrow. I'm actually wearing their shirt, but it's mostly because of the basketball team. But the Illinois Fighting Illini, Brett Bielman, your guy, Lakina, starts off year two down there in Champaign. They'll face Wyoming tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You can see that game on the Big Ten Network. You expect yeah. Illinois to win? But you said Wyoming's not a bad team, so... It looks no. like it's, it's going to be another tough opener for the find the line. even though it's yeah. at home. Yeah. Tommy DeVito, they named their QB for the line. I mean, and uh, also to you, know, Wyoming, they had a seven and six season. You know, they, they won their bowl game last year and look they're they've got a really solid uh, running attack. So, and look, but Illinois was close to win a few games last year. Like, you know, Dave, you know, Dave, our buddy Dave Repson said, so, it's, it's going to be an interesting game here, but it'll be at three o'clock on the Big Ten Network, and uh, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Matchup too, and look, the, these are the kind of games that have that you know Illinois kind of let got, got away last year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Now, Florida State, this is the ACC Network game. They host Duquesne, so they you know they're FCS team. Duquesne is so hopefully they can you know they've had a very disappointing season last year. They're unranked for the first time you know since the early seventies. <laughs> You know, I think long before Bobby Bowden even got there. So I'm wondering, hopefully they can kind of like, you know, start off right, you know, by winning. And they should be able to win this game easily against Duquesne, but you never know. But uh, it'll be, you know, interesting. You check, you check that game out on the ACC Network. Speaking of the ACC Network, their primetime game tomorrow night at 7.15 Chicago time will feature the North Carolina Tar Heels hosting the HBCU school, Florida A&M. You get a nice little check there. I'm sure your Mac Brown will make sure his guys, they were yeah. kind of disappointing <laughs> last year. They were kind of disappointing last year. I know that there was a lot of expectations for the Tar Heels and, you know, injuries. And I think, you know, they mm-hmm. bleed their own hype. And I think, you know, even Mac Brown even uh, admitted that. So we'll see if they can, you know, bounce back. You know, they should be able to bounce back again against FAMU. Yeah. Uh, back to the Illinois Wyoming game for just a moment. Lakina, Illinois right now is favored by 14. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So take the under if you're an if you're a gambler. So uh, <laughs> and, and whatnot. You heard here first, folks. From and Lakina. whatnot, but you, you never know. But yeah, Nevada, New Mexico State. That's the uh, the ESPN two game at nine o'clock. Also, too, you got a whole little Hawaii game. Also, this is actually a little early for Hawaii. Uh, nine nine thirty. You got uh, the Vanderbilt against Hawaii. That should be a fun one. Of course, CBS Sports Network will have their uh, doubleheader this year. Austin P against Western. Kentucky and Idaho State against UNLV. Yep, and, and those. Also, yeah, and go also ahead. To, and also, UConn, of course. You know, Jim Moore Jr. is now the coach there. He'll have his first taste of college football action in a, in a little bit. They face Utah, a really solid Utah State team. That'll be at three o'clock on FS1. So, uh, can, you know, Connecticut and um, Utah getting a little bit of love. Utah State, I should say, getting a little love. So that should be a, a yeah. matchup there. Yeah, and I think that's it as far as the. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the Saturday games. Yeah. 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 So like I said, the big schedule will come out. Uh, the big boys will, will play uh, next Saturday. But just uh, this, just I want to review sorry, just Thursday, a couple. Yeah, this Thursday actually. This Thursday, uh, did you want to go over just a couple of the Thursday games? We probably well, won't we get could, to it on Monday. We probably get to a, we won't get to it all, but yeah, you can just okay. we just do a couple. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do a couple of the Thursday games September first. So of course, Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. That's on FS1 on Thursday, six o'clock. Yeah, Ball State in Tennessee, West Virginia in number seventeen ranked Pittsburgh. That's at six o'clock on ESPN on Thursday. Brawl. The backyard brawl. Yep. 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 Back in of the course, day. Of course, Thursday, September 1st, Penn State and Purdue, they'll be on Fox at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, locally, Eastern Illinois will travel to DeKalb to face the Illinois, Northern Illinois Huskies. That's expected from Northern Illinois after what they did yep. last year. So the Especially in the title game. Yep, in the yep. Meg title game. Yep. Yeah, that's New Mexico State and uh, Minnesota. That's at 8 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Northern Arizona against Arizona State. That's going to be on the Pac-12 Network. And Cal Poly against Fresno State. That'll be on fs1 so those are your games for thursday yep so there's your week zero schedule in the world of college football you're listening to second city sports the the friday edition right here on sports on chicago we're live in in living color i'm sid that's lakina lakina uh, let's go over some um sports media news of course uh, Kay adams a chicago girl former nfl network host now she's going to head up a new network formerly known as Horse Racing TV, is now going to become FanDuel TV. Yeah, um, I don't know if this is this was probably a plan, you know, C or D for her. I think she didn't get the job over at Amazon. That was that was one of the main rumors that she was going to be going to Amazon, but that didn't come to fruition, so now she's going to be doing mm-hmm. this. You know, m- mostly sports betting, so uh, I'm glad she landed on her feet. So that, that's really yeah. all I can say there. Yeah, so uh, I know they... Also have a, a couple other former ESPN anchors like Lisa Kearney yeah. on there, uh, and and yeah, I know Paul Wright who does there, yeah. the Marquee Sports Network for the Cubs. He's appeared on those programs before mm-hmm. as as well on FanDuel, especially yep. during the NFL season. So they got a great uh, great people to head up their content over there. Now it's going to be uh, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Like I said, sports gambling is not an anomaly anymore. It's part of a Americana world kind of now. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's legal in a lot of states. So I'm I'm thinking that yeah, this is sort of one of those things. But like I said, I don't know if this is what Kay had in mind. But again, you know, fortunately, you know, things happen, you know, and such. But uh, she should she should do a really nice job there. Like I said, Lisa Curry does a great job. I've checked that out on Fanduel. She's terrific mm-hmm. and such. And we know Cole Wright, they'll dabbles in it too. So yeah, I think this this could actually end up being good for Kay. But you know. It is what it is, but yeah, it'll, this is gonna be an interesting uh, thing here with the new venture, with the, especially with the NFL season coming up. But a lot of one of the reasons why the NFL is so popular is because of you know gambling. Gambling. So mm-hmm. they're, they're it's more than just fantasy that. football, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yeah. So it's good. This is sort of like you know, there looks like the NFL is finally embracing it. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the NFL. Uh, F, uh, I'll just read the headline. You, you'll give your commentary after this. Fox Sports One's fall lineup taking shape with reported landing spots for Joy Taylor, Emmanuel Acho, and Jason McIntyre. Hmm. So they're going to be doing a uh, like a new sort of like football eccentric show. It looks like it's going to be featuring Joy Taylor and Emmanuel Acho. Yeah. And of course, you. So it's not gonna be like speak for speak speak for yourself or yeah, you know, and that that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It was just for like all football. Okay, I, I I can get that. Yep, and of course you know Craig Carton, the 
mm-hmm. afternoon host at WFAN New York. He's going to have his new morning show. Looks like that's going to replace First Things First. Of course, yeah. Jenna Wolf announced that she was going to be uh, doing other things. And so where is that leave? Chris Chris Broussard is still going to be doing the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. He's still going to be appearing on other shows as an NBA analyst during the season. But where does that leave Nick Wright? Mm-hmm. I know you have your issues with them as far as, mm-hmm. far as the Bulls of the past, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. also... not saying anything. Go. Keep going. Keep keeping going. it professional. I got Keep you. I got going. you. Mm-hmm. But um, the Speak for Yourself crew may, uh, uh, with uh, Marcellus Wiley, it may feature uh, former NFL running back LaShawn McCoy. He could join Joy Taylor and Acho to create a more football-centric show as well. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. You know, Shane McCoy, if you, I think, I believe he does a podcast. So I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, he could definitely, uh, definitely, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be like, you know, this is kind of like a forum that he might, he might actually excel in. So I'm, I'm looking for, I might check that out. Usually, you know, how I feel about some of the Fox, you know, yeah, we have FS1 yeah. shows, but this might be the one thing. You know, and I like Joy, Joy Taylor a lot too. So, you know, a sister of uh, Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. So yes. definitely, but she's making a name for herself too. So that's my thought. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I might check that out. Uh, speaking of another Hall of Fame, Lakini, you talked about this person the last couple of years, especially in 2020, dealing with COVID and all the other issues. Uh, Jimmy Johnson will be only mm-hmm. in studio for Fox NFL Sunday, Sunday on doubleheader weekends. And so you mentioned Sean Payton yep. will be working with Fox this year, probably until he gets that Cowboys job <laughs> or uh, the NFL head coaching job. But Jimmy Johnson, we all know he's from Arkansas. He lives in the Florida Keys during the offseason. It looks uh-huh. like Lakina, the last couple of years, he really in, enjoying staying in the Keys. He don't have to fly every week to LA to do right. the show. So on Doubleheader Sundays, you'll see Jimmy Johnson in that studio. Non-doubleheader weeks, he'll be in the Keys chilling. Yeah, I a satellite sure. slash Zoom. Yeah, I think he's I think he's being smart here. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. you still got COVID running around. And plus, he's almost 80. You know, he just turned 79. So he doesn't mm-hmm. want to travel. That's a lot to you know, to 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 do. So I, I don't blame her for not wanting to hope for on a limited travel. I think they again, if he does get the cowboy job, I'm talking about Sean Payton, mm-hmm. they might be grooming him to you know replace you know Jimmy. So this might be kind of like a transition thing. Again, I don't know anything, but this might be kind of <laughs> like what the what Fox is hoping to accomplish with Sean Payton being part of the team this year. So mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of Fox, you know, Tom Brady will be doing Fox whenever he retires. It'll probably be after the season if you have a safe bet. But Tom Brady, who will be playing in his in the preseason finale tomorrow night, uh, was, you know, rumors were circling around the Internet over the last few days uh, to uh, seeing why Tom Brady had this, quote-unquote, excused absence from training camp. The story has it that he uh, filmed in a couple of episodes of the Fox's reality TV show, The Masked Singer. One, I know the premise of this show. I haven't watched the full episode from front to back. But right. one, have you seen this show? And number two, what do you think about all this foolishness? I know Mark. Yeah, I know Mark Sanchez has been on that show. I know a couple other athletes have been on there. So I'm trying to think who else has been on there. I know. I think one of the one of the former NBA, NBA players. I forgot who he appeared on that show as well. So would it surprise me if we find out in a couple of months that Tom Brady? That's where he went. Maybe I know some people mm-hmm. said you know that he and Giselle are having issues. You know they they've kiboshed that. You know, I know his mm-hmm. mom, you know, has had some various health issues. He said his mom's fine. I think I think even his dad said that, you know, that that's not the case either. So could it be mm-hmm. that maybe he is going to be appearing on The Masked Singer? I mean, look, 
you look, you're Tom Brady. You can do what you want. And plus, he's in a contract with Fox. It's sort of like one of those things. Right. Maybe, this is, maybe this is part of the Fox contract. He has to appear on one of their shows. So, you know, could I, could we have, I don't, I've never pictured him as a singer, but we've seen <laughs> things happen. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I would be surprised if, like, in about a couple of months, I know, I know Nick Cannon hasn't said anything. I know people have asked, you know, Nick Cannon about it. He's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. So, well, I was gonna say something by Nick Cannon, but I'll take your route and take the high road. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I don't, don't, mm, <laughs> don't, just, 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 don't, don't you? Don't if you don't do. know what we're talking about, uh, as Lakina would say, Google's your Google's friend. your friend. We'll leave it yes. at that. <laughs> yeah, Google's your friend. Absolutely. So yeah. So we'll, we'll 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 wait and see if we like I said we'll wait and see. I know the I know the new uh, season starts. I think like in a couple of weeks, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So. If that's yeah, yeah, like I say, if that's true that Tom Brady was filming some episodes of The Mad Singer, I guarantee you, just because of his name, there'll be the highest rated episodes ever for that franchise. I promise you that. Well, and also, too, I guess Julian Edelman, you know, kind of confirmed it too. He kind of spilled the tea and kind of like let it slip that, that, yeah, he is going to be there. So Brady's not saying anything, which is probably smart on his part, but uh, yeah, yeah we'll be I gotta get ready for a season, so he, he, that'll be his out. <laughs> yeah, so uh hey, look, I ain't saying I don't know what y'all talking about, but okay. <laughs> right. You're listening <laughs> to, to second to be continued. Sorry. Exactly. Continue. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color on the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakini here with you. Continue with our NFL TV theme. Uh, this is from folks at Amazon via awfulannouncing.com. TikTok has spoken. Y'all know you're not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok either. We don't give a damn about TikTok. But the headline says that the NFL, this is some according to folks on TikTok, using air quotes here, the NFL on CBS theme rocks ESPN's Monday Night Football and NFL Network themes stink. <laughs> this is according to the TikTok. That's a right. Poll, Take it with a grain of salt, folks. <laughs> yeah, a very unscientific uh, polling there with uh, exactly with TikTok users. But uh, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll probably go more into it you know, one day. But who, what's your favorite uh, NFL uh, opening theme? Of still, all time? the NFL on Fox. I know they modified it a little bit over the years, but I still like that song because it gets you hyped up, ready to go to watch to watch the big game. Of course, they had that uh, attitude with the young, uh, uh, the young attitude and, mm-hmm. and the fiery personalities when they when they first started back in '94. They still have that attitude now with the with their pregame shows with the loose uh, the loose cannons of personalities that they have out there doing the pregame mm-hmm. shows. But that theme song that that still gets me going. And I don't know about you, Lakina. I know you're a soap opera queen, uh-huh. but. You remember the old NFL on NBC theme during the late 90s before they got booted out? Yes. How in the hell someone can let that theme song get passed? That sounds like an old school soap opera. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Now, the old school NFL on CBS theme, I can get with that. With that old Sunday afternoon NFL on NBC theme song from the late 90s, that was trash. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't a fan of that one. That one either, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was like, like, oh god, that like, wait, I feel like I was going to the dentist's office. Like, what the? Right. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I wasn't a fan. Don't worry, I wasn't a fan, and I and I, and I am a big Toe fan, so that was I did not like that either. That was like I don't know whose idea that was, but uh, I'm glad they got rid of that. <laughs> when they, yeah. I yeah. get rid of that, but yeah, I, I, the Rise to Glory was for CBS. I mean, they kind of tried like you know bump it up a little bit, you know, like it. I forgot who the rapper was. I know the um, I know it was a local rapper uh, in New York, but uh, 
you know, they had like all the NFL guys, you know, all the AFC guys, even a couple of, you know, sprinkled the NFC guys and such, you know, rise to glory. You know, they had a little, you know, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll go find it. They did that for one year. That was like many years ago. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they've actually modified the actual like themes since then. So they've added like a couple of drum beats and such. But uh, give me the old, like, I guess the old like Monday Night Football. You know, with the with the pinball machines and such. I guess it's just like the, me in the '80s. You know, being an '80s kid, I guess. Oh, this know? is before Hank Williams. You're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is like pre okay. Hank Williams. You know, the, I think I think ABC did this with the using music for like all their sports. You know, back then they did it for college football, college shoes, mm-hmm. even their bowling coverage. So I like that. You know, you know, so like yeah, that 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 theme. So yeah, but I like that theme that theme too. And of course, you want to go old school. I mean, the NBC theme from like the '70s. Something like that. So yeah, yeah. That that was that's a really cool thing. So even though it was very like seventies, had like the little like you know the little air, you know, not not really air because it wasn't really the air guitar wasn't around yet. It wasn't a thing in the seventies, but it kind of like the little mm-hmm. air rating there. So, but yeah, that was a really cool thing too. If you don't know what Lake- me and Lakina are talking about, just type in those themes on your Google machine via the YouTube, and you'll enjoy. It, we promise you. Mm-hmm. We promise you. Now, before I get to our fun question from. Uh, one of the friends of uh, one of our good friends of the show. Uh, one more NFL note. Um, you sh- I'm sure you saw this last night, Lakina. Uh, Terry McCauley will serve as the Prime Video's rules analyst on the Thursday night football coverage. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know he's very smart, and I, oh, I think I think that's kind of like the thing that all like the networks have to have some rules analysts. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, CBS has you know Gene Steratore, uh Terrible. Fox. Well, I mean, he's not that bad. Uh, you know, Mike Pereira, of course, Fox, of course, that's he's probably the best out of that group. I for, I forgot who I keep forgetting. Uh, who Dean Blandino is his backup. Yeah, and you know, of course, Blandino is a backup too. Uh, and of course, I keep forgetting who does it for ESPN because we really don't really really don't see him that often. Maybe I guess maybe that's a, there's a reason. I guess, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, but I like, but I, but I like it. I mean, it's fine. I know Mike here. I know that was terrible. Yeah, that's the reason why he's not doing it over on CBS anymore. He's actually doing yeah. some stuff for the NFL now. In that one, but uh, yeah, it's a something. Oh, <laughs> uh, who does it uh, for for Sunday Night Football? He's really good. His name escapes me for the moment. I forgot. I gotta look it up right quick. But yeah, I know who you're talking about, but uh, but you know, he just gets in, gets out, and that's it. You're not trying to take over a whole damn show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've seen that too. So, uh, hold on, let me look that up real quick. Yeah, that's Terry. That's Terry McCauley. It was. Yes, that's yeah. I guess he'll be doing. I guess he's gonna be All doing right. the double duty. So. All right. Yeah. Amazon. Well, congrats good to him. Congrats good to him. him. So. Yeah, good for him. All right, Lakina, let's wrap up this show with something fun. I tweeted this out early this morning. Uh, he's one of our good friends of the show. We'll have him back at some point at the end of the baseball season. His name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Echnorall23 mm-hmm. on the Twitter in mm-hmm. the IG. He's the co-host of the uh, CSGO White Sox podcast with Sean Anderson. We got to get Sean Anderson yes. on, too, yes. uh, yes. down yes. the road. Yes. And maybe surprise it with Christine, but mm-hmm. you didn't hear that from us. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but um, uh, uh, after the White Sox terrible loss last night, uh, Herb Lawrence tweeted out a poll, uh, which it'll be closing up tonight. Uh, by the time you guys listening back on the podcast, the, the poll will be over. But he tweeted out a poll of who's who. What is your uh, favorite Janet Jackson album? Control eighty six, Rhythm Nation eighty nine, Janet ninety three, or the Velvet Rope nineteen ninety seven. Since we run out of time, I'm voting for Rhythm Nation. Control is second behind that for me. See, I would reverse that. I have Control at 89 and uh, Rhythm Nation at number two. Okay. But yeah. Tell us why. 
Um, I think because if you want to do like overall, I mean, I think both have like you know the kind of the same amount of really good songs, and I think like all of them mm-hmm. like top ten hits. I think I'll give it somewhere in the top five. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would say like just because I you know I you know just because I think I like the songs, not really the songs better, but I think just because I feel like those those songs were just a tad better written on the control album than the Ruin, the mm-hmm. nation album because to me it's just as much the 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 the, roar, the lyrics themselves and the music too. They, I, for me, they're both like right there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like my thing about why I put Control number one and Real Nation number two. There, remember, I'll say, okay, I'll say one and one A. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but remember this before we close out. Remember this the Control album. Remember Janet Jackson did about two or three albums before, and she was doing that cookie cutter, I call it kids' music, that teen pop foolishness. And that was because of now her late father who passed. But when when the Control album came out, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis wrote that material for her. Because remember, she, I, I think she barely at that time turned 21 when that album came out. Because remember, that album was recorded in late 85 and it was released back in February or March of early of 86. So Janet w- was still young. And so uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis wanted to have a more of a, a mature approach to her because she was doing uh, cookie cutter stuff up until that point. Of course, that album changed all their lives, including Janet. So I, I get why you did it. It was like it was written for her. She can, uh, of course, it wasn't that's those songs, not just people her age can listen to, but grown folks can listen to, grandma, grandpa, kids, teenagers, uh, people, preteens can listen to that stuff. And and I, I still enjoy that album too to this day. So it's, it, 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 those are fun songs and issues that everybody can relate to. You, you, you just cannot cookie cutter just one section. Right, and I think that's sort of like the cool thing about it. But uh, yeah, real quick before we uh, go, of course, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks have officially announced their uh, TV and rate and radio uh, teams for this year. Of course, you know Chris Vosters, of course, will be the new TV play-by-play guy, and sharing the reins as his analyst will be. But uh, sound, but there we might there might be one here. Let me let me see if I can get through real quick but it'll be three times Stanley Cup champion of course Patrick Sharp and Troy Moore Troy Murray who uh for what you know he said that he has responded well to treatment so so far so good with him so that's great uh, news which is wonderful news so I'm interested to see how they're gonna do this are they gonna is it gonna be like every it's gonna be like maybe a travel thing I know we can't I know they can't do a three-man thing because it's very hard to do in hockey Mm -hmm. so I'm interested to see how they're gonna share this you know, how they're going to do this, you know, with the two. Right. Like, Will it be a home and alternate? road split? We don't know yet. Right. Well, it, it, it have like, you know, I know, um, you know, the Blacks may have, are they going to like split the home games? They're on their home and at home, or if they go to Canada, it's going to be like, you know, Sharpie's from here. I think Sharpie still lives up there. So, you know, I think, you know, splits his time back and forth between here and Canada. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be like, is he going to do the Canadian games? It's such, you know, of course, you know, Troy still, still recovering from cancer. Is he gonna, is his travel going to be limited? So, I don't know. Yeah, so congratulations to uh, uh, Troy Murray and the rest of the crew and Patrick Sharp for the Blackhawks for this upcoming 2022-23 season. Of course, John Weidman will return as their uh, lead radio voice for the Blackhawks, of course. Chris Vosters, hopefully we can get a couple of those gentlemen on, on the show. He'll be doing his first full season as the new TV voice for the Blackhawks. And Kaylee Chelios, Chely- uh, Chris Chelios' daughter, she'll be part of the broadcast, along with our good friend of the show, Pat Boyle, he'll be returning as well. 
and Kobe Cohen will be part of the content analyst. Mm-hmm. And also, too, for uh, the Spanish broadcast, it'll be Miguel Esparza and Jorge Moreno. If you guys have not listened to them yet, you know, they do a lot of Cubs games. They're going to do some, they've done Bears games mm-hmm. well the last couple of years. They're really good. Yeah, I know if you don't speak Spanish, but it's actually really cool and, you know, a fun, you know, broadcast. Even, even if definitely be checking Spanish, that out. <laughs> yeah, definitely, you know, check that out as well. But, uh, yeah, so congrats to everybody. And I know, I guess they're going to have like various folks, you know, sitting in with John, you know, at various times mm-hmm. in the radio booth. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm sure they're going to you release, you know, I know, I know, I know um, Adam Burge, his name's been floating around to us, perhaps maybe one of the rotating analysts, but yeah, I don't know. Well, again, well, well, well yeah. I'm sure they'll figure that out as it, as it goes on. I'm sure they're still, they're still finalizing that part of uh, that part of the, uh, the, uh, well. <laughs> All right. All right, Lakina, take us home. Oh, also to a real quick note uh, for the U.S. Open. Uh, of course, Sabrina, uh, Serena Williams, I should say, will be in prime time. You know, she'll be, uh, you know, you know, playing her first round match in prime time. Of course, it's her last uh, Grand Slam. She says so. We'll see if she can do a, a Jimmy Connors inspired run. And also, Novak Djokovic, who's a four-time champion over there, because he's not vaccinated. Of course, they still have that rule where you got to be vaccinated. Everyone has to be vaccinated. That's you know, the players, coaches, and even the, mm-hmm. even the media people. He's not gonna, you know, he really stay there, so he's not gonna be able to participate. So, right yeah. over there on the men's side. Yeah, speaking of Serena Williams, you you're talking about the uh, Jimmy Connors tribute. Hopefully, she doesn't swear like a sailor. <laughs> no, hopefully she he keeps he, she keeps her cool. I'm sure. I'm sure she's <laughs> she's, she's, she's even she's admitted she's doing better with that lately. So hopefully she'll she'll continue that. Yeah, because um, I remember watching as a child. Of course, you know they had a second now two minute rule mm-hmm. on television with the two minute delay. Mm-hmm. The Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe, those, whoa, they swore like sailors. Good <laughs> grief. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, yeah, just imagine they had live mics back then. That's why yes. they had the, the, <laughs> oh, yes. the two-minute rule now. But uh, with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. That's right. Smash that like button. Share this program to any and everybody you know. Tell them that Second City Sports is on the air on Sports Zone Chicago every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more game, as young folks would say. Catch Second City Sports live in the living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time exclusively on Sports Zone Chicago. And don't forget, folks, we are now on Roku TV. That's, That's right. right. Yep, yep. And uh, just, you know, go to your Roku TV or your Roku app on your phone, you know, laptop, you know, tell smart TV, Chromebook, whatever you have, you know, just, you know, search sports on Chicago. It's all right there, as you can see right there. Just, you know, click on it. You can download it. You can check out our shows. Also, mm-hmm. too, of course, you know, Sean and Maya, you know, the Smoke Fellas. And I know there are going to be a couple other shows are going to be uh, premiering, I think, sometime in the next few weeks with the football season coming up. Mm-hmm. So we're doing some big things here at Sport on at Sports Zone Chicago. So make sure you guys check us out. And you know, there's a busy a busy sports weekend ahead. You got the tour championship for all you golf fans. You know, Scotty Scheffler's uh, championship to lose at ten million dollars and such. Uh, 
you know, of course, you know, Tiger and uh, Rory McIlroy have, you know, decided to uh, go goodbye with the PGA Tour and have a little sort of like, you know, like an uppercut to the Live Tour by offering like an event and such, you know, with, you know, tens of millions of dollars and whatnot. I know more details will, more details will be shown. There's not going to be, it's not going to come to fruition until 2024, but I'm sure we'll see more and more of that. But, you know, check out the, check out the, tour, the tour Championship on NBC and also on the Golf Channel. You know, Scotty Scheffler kind of like in the driver's seat there to win the uh, FedEx Cup as well. Of course, also got the Lily World Series. They're getting ready to uh, wrap up. You, mm-hmm. you know, you got Hawaii and uh, Tennessee. I think, I think Hawaii is undefeated in their uh, in their um, you know in their play. So they'll be facing uh, Nashville, Tennessee for Nolensville Tennessee. Nolensville Tennessee, I should say, for mm-hmm. the championship there. Also uh, for the U.S. chip on the U.S. side, I should say. I'll make sure I get that right on the U.S. side on the. On the international side, uh, I believe you've got. Let me see here, like the third scheduling. Well, I know those are those are team from uh, you know Chinese Taipei. Of course, they're hoping to kind of get back into the winner's circle there as well. And uh, I forgot who they're going to be playing against, but yeah. So make sure if, if you guys here at the Lily World Series, you know that's wrapping up this weekend. Mm-hmm. You guys check that out. Check that out as well. Also, you got soccer. You got tennis as they're warming up for the U.S. Open. Of course, you got the WNBA. The sky will be facing the sun. Yes, good luck to the sky. Yeah, we told you they were going to win on our last episode, and look what they did. (laughs) Yeah, that game will be on ESPN2. This is the best of five. Uh, That'll be on ESPN2 at 7 o'clock. So, you know, guys, if you guys get a chance to check it out, you can. Mm -hmm. So a lot of sports this weekend said, whew, boy. Yeah, Uh, let's get up out of here. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say, yeah. So, (laughs) boy, that was exhausting. But uh, uh, for Sid, I like Ken. If you're not gonna get vaccinated, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be good to be good to each other. This has been Texas Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Go, go Northwestern till then. Holla! Enjoy all the sports, everybody.